just want to follow this, the leading of the spirits. Yeah. I was talking to a man that comes to this church, comes to the Spanish language service, and, and he was telling me just, I love to hear people's testimonies of how they came to God, and, and, uh, and he was telling me that uh, he was a truck driver in Mexico, and he said the cartel pulled them over, him and his, his uh, helper driver, and um, they made them lay face down on the ground, head to head, like that, him and his helper. And they made them put their faces down on the ground. And the head of the cartel, whoever was leading the group of the cartel there said, okay, kill them. And said, he said, we're through here, go ahead and kill them. And he walked away, the, guy, the head guy. And the guy that had the gun cocked his gun. And the brother was saying, Oh God, if you'll get me out of this, Lord, I'll serve you. And uh, he said he'd been going to church with his father-in-law, but he hadn't given his life over to God. And he said, But God, if you get me out of this situation, I'll serve you. And he said, The guy cocked the gun, pointed it at them, and then said, You know what? You guys did everything we told you to do. I'm not going to kill you. But he said, you better not get up from here for an hour. You lay there for an hour before you get up. You understand me? And he walked off and left them both. <laughs> Praise God. True story. He said, I got up. I said, oh, I said, did you wait the hour? He said, no, I waited 10 minutes. He said, but I didn't run toward the road. He said, I ran toward the desert. He said, where there were cactuses, I was barefoot. He said, for four hours, I ran until I found a place. He said, and I was pulling the cactus needles out of my feet. He said, but you know what? My feet didn't even hurt because I was just so thrilled God had spared my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I asked him, I said, well, did you give your life to God? He said, no, not then. He said, I forgot the promise I made. He said, you know how we do. We forget oftentimes those promises we make. Have you done that? Oh, God, get me out of this. He said, but then he said, uh, I, I came over to the United States. He said, I spent three days in the desert, family and kids. He said, they had gotten my kids and sent them back. It was just me and my wife. He said, we were with a group in a van. He said, and the immigration was chasing us. He says, and I was taking care of my wife. One lady had fainted. We were tired, hungry. He said, just trying to find a place of refuge. Amen. I don't blame anybody for coming here. Amen. Especially if it's to save your life. <laughs> you know, and, and he said, I, he said, they, they said, they, they got this idea where they got it from. I don't know, but they said, let's cut a hole in the van and put a pipe through it. And they'll think we've got a gun. He said, they could have shot us up thinking we had a gun, but 
but they didn't. He said, and as they were chasing us, we went around a curve real fast, he said, and on two wheels, the van had flipped on two wheels. He said, it went around the curve, he said, and we kept going. And he said, in that immigration van, he said, I'm praying, God help us. He said, in that immigration van, just kept going straight. He said, I got to Los Angeles. Amen. I'm not going to tell you who it is. But he said, I got to Los Angeles. He said, and I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, so I'm not worried about what happens in politics and who goes where and who gets sent where. He said, I know God's got a plan for my life. Amen. You believe God's got a plan for your life. I believe God has a plan for your life. Amen. I know he's got a plan for his church. But if you're part of his church, then he's got a plan for you to play a part. Can you shout amen, somebody? Go with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 28. 1 Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 6. David has called the leaders of Israel together and he's turning the kingship over to Solomon his son. And these words were given to him to give Solomon to Solomon by the Lord. And verse 6 is where I'm going to pick up. David speaking said, the Lord speaking to him, and he said, and he said unto me, Solomon thy son shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever. If. Everybody say if. That's a big word. That if word, Johan, is a big word. If he be constant. Everybody say constant. Or if I could use the word consistent. Steadfast is another biblical word. If he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day. Now therefore in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and in the audience of our God, keep, everybody say keep, he's speaking to us, and seek, everybody say seek, for all the commandments of the Lord your God. You've got to keep the ones you know and seek for the ones you don't know. We don't know everything. I get tired of people thinking they still don't need to grow in the Lord. We all still need to grow in the Lord. Why? He says that you may possess that you may possess the good this good land and leave it for the inheritance for your children and you forever. Amen. We want our our children to serve God, don't we? We want to leave them something, don't we? Go with me to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. This one little verse here. I'm going to pull it out of this 
context here and put it, try to put it in what I'm going to preach today. Verse 8, James 1 and verse 8 out of the King James Version says, A double-minded man is unstable in all. Everybody say all. You need to make up your mind who you're going to serve. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Amen. Joshua told Israel, you're going to choose the Lord, choose him. But choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me, my house I've chosen. We're going to serve the Lord. But not only do you need to choose, you need to be consistent. You need to be constant in your choice. You keep flip-flopping, you're going to be unstable. And you're not going to be blessed. And you're going to be weak. Everybody say weak. So you may be seated. I'd like to title this today, The Power of Consistency. The Power of Consistency. You know, I was thinking, you can build things fast, but that doesn't mean they'll last. And we're not here to build a church fast. We want it built on a good foundation. You know, Jesus could have chosen scholars to be his disciples, but he chose ignorant and unlearned fishermen and tax collector and, and various trades to pour himself into, consistently pouring himself into them to build his church. And those 12 that he picked, 11 of them, amen, are part of the foundation of the church. Judas actually choosing to go a different direction. And then, of course, Paul chosen out of due season. But those 12 are part of that foundation of the church of the living God. And so we're not here to try to just, well, let's bring in the best and let's bring in, let's bring in people that we can build upon and work with. Amen. I'd rather see our young people up here leading than see professionals up here leading. Let's give the Lord a hand. Because he's not coming after a professional church. He's coming after a blood-bought church. You know, consistency, and it's it, probably a word that's not going to make you shout today, but it's needed in our world. It's, it's one of those qualities that makes America, believe it or not, such a powerful nation. The nation which we live in. If, if, you, if I could narrow it down to one of the reasons America is powerful is because it is consistent. Our stability, now hear me out, our stability as a representative republic 
In other words, what I'm saying is we don't have a revolution every few years to change our government. We don't change our form of government every now. We might go Democrat, Republican, and we go back and forth in swinging those things and in those areas. But as far as killing one another, changing our form of government from representative republic to pure democracy to communism to dictatorship and all of that, we don't do that. And we haven't done that for over 200 years. We did have a civil war. Amen. In, in, in one of those uh, uh, centuries of the, eight, of the 19th century. But, but the fact that other nations trust our consistency that we will be around next year, that we'll be around 10 years from now, that we'll be around maybe even 100 years from now. Amen. And that we are stable. They trust in the fact that we're going to be around and we are stable causes them. Now listen to me because this is important. Causes them to invest billions and billions of dollars into our nation, which helps us become one of the strongest and richest nations in the world. consistency. Everybody say consistency. I'm talking about the power. You don't even have to fire a shot. The power of consistency. I'm telling you consistency will give you power. Some of you want, whoo, the Holy Ghost is falling, you know, all at once. I got power today, you know. I'm telling you consistency will give you power. And the Holy Ghost can help you be consistent. Amen. Because a double-minded man is unstable. It's an un unstable foundation. It's a weak foundation. There, these nations that invest in us believe that we're going to be around. The question is, can God trust you're going to be around? He could with Job, because Job was consistent in the good days. Sometimes you give somebody a little bit of success, test who they really are. You know, failure calls, has, has got its casualties, but success probably has, its more, has more casualties. Amen. And Job was successful, but he was consistent. Amen. And then when he became a casualty, bless God, in his life, you see, he was still consistent. And that's why God could trust him and tell the enemy, have you considered my servant Job? He's going to be consistent in the good days and the bad days. If I bless him or I don't bless him, he's going to serve me. Can you say praise the Lord? Our world, listen to me, our world thrives on order and consistency. Our world can only thrive on order and consistency. In the beginning, with the darkness, it's talking about chaos, but God put the world in order so that life could live. Amen. Let me tell you something. Inconsistency, confusion, and chaos bring birth to calamity. 
Let me say it again. Inconsistency, confusion, and chaos brings birth to calamity. Inconsistent nations fall. Inconsistent businesses fail. And inconsistent people flounder. Consistency is not just a principle for the world. It is really a biblical principle. Hebrew, well, you say biblical, you better prove it. Well, Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. You can count on him. Why? Because he's consistent. I can trust him. Because he's consistent. What he did yesterday, he can do today and he can do tomorrow. He's consistent. Aren't you glad you live in a consistent world? Now, I don't want to lose you because the concept is not easy to grasp. But we think of time, we think of time linearly beginning to end in, in our culture. I like books that beginning to end. I like a chronological Bible. As you know, your Bible's not written chronologically, but that, you know, we've got the chronological Bible. Because that's the way we think, beginning to end. But biblically, the thinking of time was circular. Circular. That's why, that's why Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. In other words, what was will be again. Amen. Now, we also think that way also, because our world is pretty consistent. Amen. And we rely on its consistency to make our plans for the future. If it wasn't consistent, you couldn't make plans for the future. In other words, think of time like this. Summer comes every year. The kids might like Christmas comes every year. You know, then follows fall. Then follows winter. Then follows spring. Then follows summer. Then follows fall. Then follows winter. Then follows spring. That's how they looked at time. Now, this winter might be colder than last winter, but winter still comes around. Amen. So this summer might be cooler than last summer, but summer still comes around. It might be rainier this spring than last spring, but spring still comes around. Springtime you plant crops. Amen. Harvest time in the fall. You harvest crops. It's consistent every year. Yeah, sometimes you have crop failure. Sometimes you have boomer crops. Amen. But it's every year. It's consistent. It comes around. You don't plant your crops in the winter. Can you say praise the Lord? Because our world is consistent. We need consistency if we are to thrive. Aren't you glad you could count on the sun coming up today? Because God is consistent. It doesn't matter if it's cloudy, the sun's there. It doesn't matter if it's rainy, the sun's there. It doesn't matter if there's no clouds, the sun is there. It consistently comes up. It may last longer some parts of the year than others, but we know in the region in which we live, every year what time and how long the sun's going to be up. It's circular. Time is circular. It's consistent. It, it goes around. God is consistent and it brings power to our world. And I'm here to tell you, if you'll get some consistency
consistency in your life that somebody can count on you it will bring power to your life Doesn't matter if it's a good Sunday, I'm here. Doesn't matter if it's a bad Sunday, I'm here. Praise God. How do you think businesses thrive? Two-bit toe, Drew. Or Brother Cashin. You know, if how would it be if, well, called up and every other week you were closed down? I think your business would fail, wouldn't it? How about this church? If people would come and the doors would be like, well, this Sunday I don't think we're going to have church. And they wouldn't didn't know whether we were going to have church or whether we didn't have church or going to have church. And, and being inconsistent like that would cause this church to be weak and to fail. Now, just as, just as a church as a collective needs to be open, individually we need to make sure that we are consistent in our part in which we take and play in the church of the living God. Can you shout amen, somebody? I'll tell you why Sister Bassett got healed. It wasn't because I prayed for you. Amen. It's because God healed her. Amen. But I'm here to tell you this. The woman's consistent. She's here. She's here when the doors are open. If she can be here. Aren't you, Sister Bassett? And so she has a bad headache, and her necks are hurting real bad for three days. Most of us probably would have stayed home. And some of you would have thought, well, it's a good excuse to sleep in. I think I just, you know, pastor can't blame me for wanting to sleep. He just knew how I felt. And, uh, you know, but she didn't think that because there's some consistency in her life. And when her life gets out of that consistency or that pattern, which she has established in her life, she doesn't feel comfortable. So even though she's hurting in the back of her neck, she says, you know what? I'm not hurting so bad that I can't make it to the house of God. Not only that, maybe if I get the children of God to pray for me, this Jesus that is the same yesterday that healed yesterday just might heal me today I'm talking about the power of consistency can you be depended on and I want to and children and young people if you can get this in your life at an early age my god there'll be no stopping you <laughs> Poor Kristen, she's so embarrassed about me sometimes. <laughs> she goes, that's my dad. Consistent. <laughs> if you can get consistency in your life, it will bring power. Now, I'm not talking about some people say, well, I'm consistent. Consistently inconsistent. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about consistency in your life will bring you power. Sometimes it takes 30 years of consistency to understand the power that it brings. But you'll never know unless you're consistent. And so many people aren't consistent. They go back and forth. They flounder. They're double-minded. They want to get in shape. 
then it ain't worth it. They want to lose weight, and then it ain't worth it. I get, you know what I'm saying? They want to they, 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 they wanna speak Spanish. You know why I can't speak Spanish? You know why my Spanish is so poor? I can't blame you. It's the fact that I have not consistently studied it. I haven't consistently applied myself. So consequently, my Spanish is weak. Everybody say weak. <laughs> How do you say that in Spanish? I don't know. Because my Spanish is weak. You know, Kristen plays the piano. She's leading the music, you know, and thankful for that. And I thought, now, I'm just going to be honest with you. She does not get her playing ability from me, and she does not get it from my wife. Because we can't play nothing. I can play the radio. Now, she probably gets her singing ability from me. But <laughs> why is everybody laughing? <laughs> but I knew that if she was going to be able to play, it wasn't going to be like one of these kids that, you know, how some of these kids can just get up there and, and play. Or they learn real quick. I knew she was going to master it. It was going to take consistency. So, parents, you got to help your kids be consistent. <laughs> I heard a well. You got to help them. So I told her, she, I said, you want to take piano lessons? Oh, yeah, daddy, I want to take it. Ah. She's all excited. Six years old, Brother Han, he made her laugh. And it was great for a while. And then she wanted to quit. I don't think I want to play piano anymore. Why? Because I got to practice. We'd make her practice a half hour, you know, every day except Sunday, maybe Saturday off. But anyway, she practiced. I don't want to practice. Honey, this is the way it is. You chose the piano. Part of your education is to learn an instrument. We just made that our rule. See, that's fun of parenting. You can make rules. <laughs> and that's our rule. And you will take the piano till you graduate. Period. Exclamation point. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you'll take the piano. To oh, end of the world, you know. And, and it was just set down, got the wife to agree, you know, and, and it's a lot easier when you agree together. And, and so it's just the was. But I understood, we understood what we were trying to do for her that was, was not done for us. I wish I could play. But as a young person, you don't oftentimes have the discipline. You're hyper. You don't want to sit. You want to move. 
Now, my dad had a good way of curing me of that. Okay. No, the only problem, Tim, he didn't think it was important to play the piano. But other things he thought was important, you know. And so, and, 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 and so you know, you, you just they, they need that somebody to channel to put some consistency in their life. And finally, Kristen finally admitted it one day. Don't you love it when your kids finally admit something, you know? And she said, thank you, Dad. She played, I don't know, some concert or something. She got to play, and she felt really good about herself. And she said, thanks, Dad. For, uh, she said, I know I'm going to regret saying this, but thanks, Dad, for making me practice. <laughs> making me practice. What were we trying to do? Build some consistency because we knew she didn't, it didn't come naturally with her. If she was going to get it, it was going to be because of consistency. She was going to get it. Ask any athlete. Ask anybody that excels in anything. It's not just a one-time, two-time event. Amen. It is a consistent doing it over and 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 over again somebody shout amen You want to get good at teaching? You want to get good at preaching? There's nursing homes. There's Bible studies. You've got to do it. Amen. If you think, well, when I get up there, it's just going to come naturally. No way. It's not. But there's plenty of opportunities. You say where? It's not. Most preaching doesn't need to be done behind here. It needs to be done out there. Amen. Consistency. Amen. Do you want to be a floundering Christian or do you want to be a flourishing Christian? Do you want your life to flounder or do you want it to flourish? Israel had power and they were blessed when they were obedient to God's commands. But, everybody say but. They had a problem. It's called inconsistency inconsistency maybe one generation served the Lord next generation didn't serve the Lord the vacillating back and forth and when they became inconsistent in serving God the curses came and they became weak and they served other nations amen you know what? I don't doubt people's sincerity. Oh, I want to teach a Sunday school class. Oh, I want to teach a Bible study. Oh, I want to sing on the praise team. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do outreach. I want to help the poor. I want to go to the jails. I, I don't doubt people's sincerity when they feel a burden to do something for God. You know what I doubt? I heard it. I doubt their consistency. Consistency will be the difference in your life, young person. Chances are as to whether you succeed or fail. 
I knew you wouldn't be shouting, but this is the truth. It's not easy to be consistent. Ask any athlete. It's not easy. I not only need to be consistent, but you know what else we need in our lives? We need consistency in our lives. What do you mean? For my life to go strong, I need consistency. For my marriage to go strong, I need consistency. I'm going to tell you, I don't want a wife that loves me inconsistently. Well, this week she loves me, and this week she doesn't love me. Now, she may feel like she doesn't love me, but she loves me. Amen. There's a difference between our emotions and our actions. Can you say amen? Amen. I I don't need a wife that's inconsistently faithful to me. I don't need a wife that faithful sometimes and then sometimes she's flirting with other men. Hello, somebody. I need a wife that's faithful to me. And praise God, for 28 years, she's been faithful to me. Praise God. I haven't had to worry about her flirting or trying to find another man. Amen. She's, she's faithful to the one she's got. She's been consistent, praise God. And consequently, that makes a strong relationship. Can you say amen? Your children need consistency in their life, mom and dad. I said they need consistency. You don't need to be coming to church one week, quitting the next. You don't need to be serving God one week and then not serving him the next. They need consistency in their lives. Can you shout praise the Lord? Let me tell you something how important it is for kids to be consistent. There was a judge that need consistency in their The judge did this. He said, if every judge would do kind of, if every judge would probably do what this judge did, there'd be a lot less divorces. He said, he, he made the parents switch houses every other weekend. That's what he made them do. He said, because your kids need consistency. They don't need to be going this house one weekend, this house. And and I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty. I'm just trying to show you that your children need as much consistency in their lives as possible. Amen. And you need to work at mom and dad staying together. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? Amen, because it's tough enough in this world. And I I know we can overcome, and I know, yes, it can be done, but consistency, there's a principle behind it. And a lot of times you're not going to get away from it. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. I'm talking about being consistent. I'm talking about, amen, talking about that constancy that you can be relied upon, that you're going to be there. Most of the time, you're going to be there. How many, would, how many would keep working for a company that paid you half the time? You wouldn't, would you? You say, friend, I'm fine to me. I need, some consist- I need a consistent paycheck in my life so that I can be strong and I can pay my bills and my family can eat and be strong because if we don't get a consistent paycheck, we can't eat and we're going to grow weak. Apply that spiritually. You need consistent spiritual food. Amen. You need a dose of the Holy Ghost consistently. 
renewing yourself in the Holy Ghost. Bible talk. Why? Because I need it consistently. I don't need to just come to the altar one time. I need to consistently come to the altar. I don't need to just take my children to the altar every once in a while. I need to consistently take my children to the altar. I need to pray with them consistently. Amen. I, I thought you'd be standing and shouting on that one, man. And usually the ones that feel guilty are trying to do their best. And the ones that don't feel guilty are the ones that need to feel guilty. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody said this, it takes 20 years to become an overnight success. Somebody that you think became an overnight success oftentimes is putting in years of practice, years of work, years of work. And finally, finally, I've seen churches take off. It was a big church here. The preacher here of the UPC church here one time had one of the biggest churches, not of just UPC, but of all denominations. It was big. It was flurry. It was like, it just, but try to find it today. Consistency. 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 Can you imagine what you'd accomplish in the next 20 years with consistency? A little bit every day. You see, you say, how do I get consistency in my life? And I'm, I'm wrapping it up here. But how do I get consistency in my life? I'll give you a little secret. And I'm not the best at it. I'll give you a little secret. Little by little. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You don't. <laughs> How do you? All right. How do you? <laughs> How do you take a trip of a thousand miles? You got to take that step. If you think, well, I'm going to be there tomorrow, sorry. But you're satisfied because you made enough little steps. See, I'd rather somebody come into the church and just little by little, they're getting closer to God. Just little by little. Oh, yeah, and they might go back this way a little bit, but then they get back up and little by little. And and, and, and sometimes they go this way, and, and then you know what we do? We push them back. <laughs> we don't need to do that. We need to encourage them. Amen. But they're coming this way. They might go back. We curse. Come on, come on. Just like you do your kid. Little by little. Little by little. Then somebody that comes into the church, and then they just, they don't understand nothing, but they just got it all and doing it all. I tell you, that person that's getting it little by little will last longer than the person that just jumps in and does it all. Can you say, amen? Come on, I'm talking about consistency. Hey, I might not be where I need to be right now, but I'm headed that way. I'm taking little steps at a time. Press God, I'm not where I was 20 years ago, but I'm a little closer to my goal through consistency. Come on, somebody stand with me. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You see, when you know that story of the rabbit and the turtle, 
You know what I want you to tell your kids? If you haven't, you need to. You see, they were in a race, and the rabbit said, I've got this hands down. Young people, every test I had got an A, and I had to basically really study for. And I know some kids that thought they had it hands down and failed. Because they didn't think they needed to study. That rabbit said, I'll race you. And the turtle said, okay. And the turtle said, I'm going to win. Oh, you talk about confidence. But see, he knew the rabbit. He said, well, why don't they ever ask me? Maybe they see inconsistency. Maybe they, maybe they realize he won't show up to practice. Or he won't be there. See, the turtle knew the rabbit. He knew the turtle. Or the turtle knew the rabbit. Inconsistent. He gets started. And then get distracted. But the turtle, as slow as he was, little by little, little by little, found in the story says that, or the one I read anyway, you might tell it different, says he, he saw how far he was ahead of the turtle, he thought he'd take a little nap. <laughs> but that nap lasted a lot longer than he thought. And when he woke up, where's the turtle? Oh, he's already crossed the finish line. <laughs> Why? He just consistently took step by step. I may not be as fast as you want me to be. And changes that we need to make here may not come as fast as you want them to. But let's be consistent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know what? We're going to cross that finish line. And we're going to hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I might not have been the flashiest. I might not have been the loudest. I might not have been the fastest. But bless God, consistency, consistency, consistency will get you there. Hallelujah. 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 Don't quit. Don't quit. Jesus said, don't take the plow and look back. Remember Lot's wife. Keep going on. I feel like traveling on. I feel like going forward. Praise God. Praise God. Consistency, consistency, consistency. I'm still here. I'm still standing, praise God. Job said, I'm still standing. I'm still here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Joseph was promoted because he was consistent in the bad times. He trusted God consistently, 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 consistently. 
That's it. We need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. It will bring power to your life. It will bring success to your life. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. I need that consistency. I need that consistency. I need that consistency, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Oh, God. Can you be relied upon? Can, the, can you be counted on? 